This is Kelly Higgins Divine on ABC Radio Brisbane and Queensland. Was a wonderful craft, she was right for the night. Know how the wild winds drove her. She stood several blasts, she had 27 masts, and they called her the Irish Rover. Thought a bit of the Pogues might be good to start off with this <laughs> afternoon, Rolly. Beautiful. <laughs> yes, quite lively. Like that one. So um, but today we're talking about uh, Irish mm. and uh, Irish language and what it has sort of given to English. Uh, where do we even begin with that? Well, Irish and English are related. Hmm. They come from the same parent language, which is Indo-European, which was spoken around the Black Sea about 4000 BC. And one group of people left that area pretty quick. They were the Celts. Mm -hmm. And they went northwest and they one, one group dropped anchor in northwest France. They're the Bretons. Mm -hmm. That's a Celtic language. And the others crossed the channel and uh, set up home in the what was going to be the British Isles, which was the Irish and the Manx, Cornish, mm -hmm. and the Scots, Scots Gaelic. And around about the 4th to the 5th century, the Angles and Saxons and Jutes came over, and uh, they said, we like this, and pushed the Celts north and west as far as they could. And so the Welsh ended up in Wales, and the Irish and the Scots were pushed over the water. Well, the, the Irish were pushed over the water. Mm. Um, but these languages have had a long contact with English and you'd think that there'd be more coming from them to English in fact the traffic has been mainly one way English mm. to them and uh, even though they have some stunning writers in English like Yeats and Wilde and Singh you know, who, who are very important um, and James Joyce of course mm. uh, uh, who've left lots of things in in well, traces in English literature, but not not of the of the language. Now, for a while, the Irish were the only people who knew Latin and Greek in the Dark Ages. Really? Yep. And their monasteries were the ones that kept the tradition of literacy going after the fall of Rome. What had happened everywhere else? Mm, Rome fell, Rome obviously. Fell. As you just mentioned, and everything else just went went to the dogs for a while. So was that uh, that was the the bonus of being on an island, being on and, a railway, yeah. and having mm. a lot of clever people who cared yes. about cared about literacy. But the the modern Irish language, there's only about seventy five thousand who speak it as a first language, mm -hmm. and if you count everybody who speaks it as a second language in Ireland, together with Northern Ireland, there's less than two million. So it's not huge, and it's not particularly big as a first language. Mm. Uh, they they are part of what's called the Gaeltacht, uh, which is the Gael, the Gaelic language speaking area. Mm -hmm. uh, the Scots call it Gaelic, and uh, I think more than ten percent of Australians have some Irish blood. So we've got quite a commitment to things Irish in this country. Mm. How difficult is Gaelic to learn? I actually had a boyfriend many years ago now that uh, that learned Gaelic himself mm. as an adult because it was a dying language. Well, it's Welsh has come roaring back. Mm -hmm. And if you're an Anglo and you live in Wales, you do physics in Welsh in schools in Wales. Uh, they have brought the language back from the brink. Irish isn't doing nearly as well. Breton's not bad. Mm -hmm. Scots, I think, is down to 1.6% of the population of Scotland who speak it. And they're trying to revive. Manx died mm. about the 17th century, and they're trying to bring it back. Same with Cornish. Um, but there are certain things about the languages which you've got to get your head around. For example, if you've got a pen, write down this. T-A-O-I. 
T-A-O-I-S-E-A-C-H. T-A-O-I-S-E-A-C-H. And that is Tishach. And the Tishach is the Prime Minister. Mm. And the if you, if you look in the middle, you see an S-E. And that that E makes the S into a SH. It's a bit like Sean, S-E-A-N, the name. Mm-hmm. Or Siobhan, which again is S-I. And so S-E and S-I makes S into a SH. Um, the vowels and the combinations of vowels are really quite problematic. And the other thing is that although we make changes to our words at the end, they can also make changes to their words at the beginning. Okay. Um, but, uh, oh yeah, by the way, more examples of the Sinn Féin, mm-hmm. S-I-N-N, there's another shirt for you, or Sinead O'Connor, S-I-N-N-E-A-D. So a few of these things we actually know a bit about, although we don't realize it. Um, yeah, it, it seems uh, maybe in the 80s the uh, the spelling of Javon was quite rare, but very common now. Very beautiful common now. name. Yes, oh, it's a beautiful mm. name. And the BH can either be a W or a V mm-hmm. in English, well, sorry, in Irish, because the Irish has a broad and a slender pronunciation of consonants. And so T mm. is the broad one and the T is a... As in, I'll give some examples in a moment. Yep. Um, is the slender one. And uh, you don't know just by looking at it which way it's going to go very often. Compared to English uh, English spelling, Irish is, is an absolute doddle. It's easy. Uh, really? But it takes you a, takes you a little while to get your head <laughs> to get around used it. to it. Yeah. English is just plain bastard. Well, there are yeah, there are some combinations. Like even when you said T A O I, I was looking mm. at thinking I would never see that normally. Yeah. Well, Tishuk. Mm. And that's the name of the Prime Minister. Mm. But the other thing that's odd about Irish is that, I mean, we did Italian a couple of weeks ago. Yes. And Italian gives us great dollop of words in music and mm-hmm. a great dollop of words in food. And these are things where the Italians were and are distinctive and different and everybody else copies them because they've got something they want to acquire. Mm. Right? If you want to do pasta, you do it in Italian, even if you mispronounce gnocchi as gnocchis or something. <laughs> gnocchi. Now, what do we get from the Irish? Not a lot. Hmm. The probably Seems the most unfair. outstanding whis- word is whiskey. All right. Which is usquibor in Irish, and it means water of life. Oh. Isn't that nice? Water of life. Uh, but you've got to remember that whiskey with an E is Irish or American, and whiskey with a Y is Scottish. Mm. Uh, so a single malt from Scotland is not E-Y, but is Y. Uh, then there's uh, the word shabin, S-H-E-B-E-N. A shabin is a sort of a, a low drinking dive. Mm-hmm. It's not, not a very uh, right. elaborate bar. There's P-O-T-E-N. Poti. No, well, it's pochin. Pochin. Because oh, the T-E. Because the T-E. Exactly right. This is mm. the slender pronunciation of so pochin. Okay. Pochin is, is, a, is rough, distilled hooch. Mm. And is often. I've heard it's rocket fuel. It, 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 it neutralizes both head and legs. Mm. And, <laughs> and the word uh, slancher. Slancher. S L A I N T E. Slancher means health in Irish, and it's what you say when you drink. Ah. Slancher. Slancher with your poutine. That's right. Mm. And of course, Guinness. <laughs> of course. Of course. Of course. Um, if you want to ask Rolly Sussex a question this afternoon about language, 
Pick up your phone and do it now. 1300 612. Of course, you can SMS 0467 922 or tweet at ABC Brisbane. And we'll get as many questions as we can to Rolly this afternoon. All right, well, that seems a little bit unfair, doesn't it, Rolly? It does. That so little comes from from Gaelic. But I suppose well, if... Uh... The, the Brits were ruling Ireland and mm. they weren't listening. They didn't learn the Irish language and they weren't listening to the Irish very much. And mm. the things that they might have borrowed would have been the literacy things in Latin and Greek, you know, mm. which went back o- over to places like Lindisfarne. But in the meantime, well, the word prati for potatoes, but that's mm. dialectal and not many people here use it. Shamrock, of course, mm-hmm. that's Irish. Uh, the word Colleen, yes. both the name and the word mean, it means a girl in, in Irish. Mm-hmm. Uh, the word hooligan. Oh, is that Irish? That's Irish. There Hooligan. was a, a gang of boys in London in the 1890s, and the, apparently they were called O'Hooligan. O'Hooligan. Now, the O apostrophe is like Mac in, in Scots. It means mm-hmm. son of or descendant of. Yep. So O'Brien and o- O'Shaughnessy and so on, that's, mm. that's all. Higgins was O'Higgins. Yes, right, was mm. too, yeah. Yes. So there's Irish in you as well. And of course, <laughs> le- le- Kelly Higgins Divine. Yes. Yes. Lots of Irish in there. Yep. And Leprechaun. <laughs> Oh, great word. A few others. Um, brogue. Brogue has two quite distinct mm. meanings, both of them Irish. One of them means a kind of dialect with a rather distinct burr to it. And the other is shoes. Mm-hmm. A pair of brogues. Right? Trousers is Irish. Ah, oh, I uh, would not have thought that. They were trousers. Trousers. Trous yeah. Put on your trousers, would you please? Um, and uh, one that is actually British but famous because of an Irish link is boycott. Uh, there was a Captain Boycott who was a landholder in Ireland, and the British were not very nice uh, with the what they charged for rents to the uh, to the Irish farmers, mm. and so the his, the rent and renting farmers on his land boycotted him, or rather, it wasn't called a boycott until it happened. Yes, and that was where we get refused boycott to pay. From. Huh? They refused to pay in the nineteenth century. Captain Boycott stood his ground; they stood theirs. Mm. I actually don't know who won. Oh. You, I but tend to think the history would be on the side of... Eventually, uh, the Irish did, I think. But Really? Eventually? Well, well eventually. <laughs> eventually. Yeah. Well, they, they got rid of the Brits, didn't they? Mm. After, after the, the troubles of the 1920s. Yeah. But that was, that was a word which is actually British, but it came to us via Ireland. And a boycott mm. is now a, usually a, it's a, a movement by workers against management in some form or another. Mm. Uh, the word Tory, this one, this is really funny. Tory comes from an Irish word for outlaw. Oh, really? Yes. And it's, <laughs> when did the Tories know that? <laughs> well, it was an outlaw, and then it was applied to the Catholic supporters of James II. Remember the, mm-hmm. the, the fight between the, the Catholics and the, and the non-Catholics in mm. England and other places. And so it, that's where it acquired this, um, uh, I, I suppose it migrated then into English when, yes. the, when the Catholics became more powerful rather than less powerful, mm. so with Mary, Queen of Scots or something. Um, well, that was a bit earlier. And so the word Tory has got one of these odd turnaround meanings. Mm. Um, okay, a few more. Oh, Smithereens. Okay. Oh, that should be used way more often. I think so, really. yes. Smithereens. Yeah. The word puck. Now, this is strange because the Irish aren't mm. famous for ice hockey, but it certainly is. The word slogan mm-hmm. is Irish. Um, possibly the word cross, um, spelt C-R-O-S in Irish, but uh, ultimately from Latin crook, C-R, 
U-X, which is the, mm. the word where the Irish got it from, obviously. Uh, most of the, the religious words came. And um, coracle, a round boat of a wooden frame covered with skin or something to keep the water out. Mm. Um, actually, it's not, al not always round, I believe, but it, there are round versions around. That's not a lot when you think about... The you know something like James Joyce has had such an enormous influence mm. on English writing since. It's just the way they put the words together. Oh yes, well Irish English uh, is very it, sometimes it's it's parodied a lot, mm. um, but Irish educated Irish and educated Scots. If you hear some an Irish person reading Yeats, for example, uh, it sounds musical and beautiful. Or mm. and, and again Welsh, you know Dylan Thomas reading his. His, uh, his either prose or poetry, mm. has a kind of musicality which ordinary English doesn't have. And so they have given us something. I mean, remember Four, four Weddings and a Funeral and John Hanna doing the, oh, the poem by W.H. Yes. Auden? Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the Celtic speakers of English have something which we need and we haven't got, I think. Yeah. It's not so much Beautiful words, look. but it's intonation and mm. some softness of pronunciation, which I, I really like. Mm. And uh, that's a word in your ear on uh, the Irish influence on English. Let's go to uh, Dermot at Annerley. Hi, Dermot. Hey, how you doing? It's Dermot here, and I'm yes. at Annerley. <laughs> Dermot's got an, an accent. Right. I was just interested to hear, uh, could he pronounce that Gaelic for whiskey again for me? It sounded really odd. Ah, right. It, 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 it's odd when it's written. It's U-S-Q-U-E-B-A-U-G-H, and it's Asquibor. No, that's wrong. Well, it's what, it's what, the, it is what the dictionary told me in phonetics. How, do you, how would you pronounce it? Uh, Ishkabaha. Ishkabaha. Ishkabaha, yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, in that case, the Irish dictionary that I consulted has, has made a, a terrible mistake. I shall double check. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Is it possible you say it different ways in different areas in in no, Ireland? Not at all. No. 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 Ishkabaha is, 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 is the water of life. Ishkabaha. Yeah. Mm. I will. I will find out how that happened. Okay. Oh, thank you. Sorry, Rolly. I, I hate having to pull you up on anything. All right. No, fair enough. Fantastic. I, I love your segment. I'm, I'm always happy to, to, to learn things that I've got wrong, except that this one, you see, I did, I did get the phonet phonetic representation from a dictionary that should have known better, and I'll have to try and find out where it went wrong <laughs> yeah, now. That's it. The, a strongly worded memo going to, going to, <laughs> going yeah, to somebody right. at the dictionary. But, Dermot, thank you for calling in this afternoon. Warren's at New Farm. Hi, Warren. Hi. I'm just wondering, I'm <coughs> hearing a lot uh, in the current political situa uh, debates the, the word red herring, and I was mm -hmm. wondering... What mm, it it's a red herring. In other words, it's something thrown in to put us off the scent. Yeah. And the, is that the, what it is? The, well, the scent is, is actually what it's all about. Mm. Uh, this is, it has to do with hunting. And people who disapproved of hunting or who are trying to, uh, to protect the fox from the hounds and the hunters and everything else <coughs> would occasionally use red herrings because they were really rank. And mm -hmm. they would drag them over the ground and that would put the hounds off so badly that they weren't able to follow the scent, which was much more mm. elusive than rank red herring. So a red herring is something to put you off the scent. And in, in, interestingly, we actually got this phrase, put someone off the scent as well. Yeah. Meaning to divert them, to uh, mm. to 
uh, attract their attention somewhere else from where they want to be. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it was it was related to hunting. Mm. Okay. We, we, uh, we have another one uh, re- that has come into recent uh, use uh, about um, Rolly uh, putting the, slapping the dead cat down on the table. Oh, yes. Yes, that was one uh, used at the last election, I think, about basically having a having a, a, an issue come up that had nothing to do with nothing, but it made everyone talk and forget about the important thing that was happening That's one over which, to the side. Which tends to turn up at only at, only at elections for some yes. reason. Yes, it's There's like the hustings, you never the, hear about them. Is it the dead cat, <laughs> the dead cat bounce? Yes. And a dead cat bounce is when mm. you introduce some new policy, you hope that you're going to get a bounce, which, mm. will, uh, which will increase your popularity. But a dead cat bounce is when it does a little bounce and then goes flat. Yep, nothing happens. Okay. So did you have another question um, there, Warren? One, one other thing, Rolly. I was, um, <clears throat> a couple of years ago, I was uh, down in my home country in southern New South Wales and mm. on a neighbouring uh, dairy farm there was an old couple that I met, and when you were uh, talking to them, they were answering uh, yay and nay. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, mm. which was quite, uh, yes, it was yeah, very cute. Those, <laughs> okay, they're, they're, they're dialectal in certain British dialects. I can't remember which. Uh, they came to Australia in the early years, but haven't been part of our... And we, we now say yeah more than anything else, or possibly yep. Um, and nay is only present in English as being mm. a naysayer. And a naysayer is someone who says no all the time and is very negative. Mm. Other than that, they seem to have passed. Thank you, Warren. Simon is at Budrum. Hello, Simon. Hello, Kelly. Hi, Rolly. Hello. Um, My question relates to uh, TV and radio weather reports, including uh, the ABC, Mm -hmm. where, where if there's going to be or showers are predicted or a storm, they, they always say, a possible shower or a possible storm. Mm. Now, I would have thought that would be incorrect. I would have thought it would be a shower possible or a storm possible. Am I correct in that? Or I think you're being a bit tough. Um, we, we use possible ahead of, you know, th- th- there's a possible election coming up this autumn or whatever, mm. meaning it is possible that. Uh, and you'd yep. want to have the possible, I think, before the word it modifies rather than elsewhere. But there are ways in which you can hedge statements. And and a hedge means you, you don't say A is B, you say A could be B. And another one is very commonly used with uh, criminal things. You know, so-and-so was alleged mm. to have done something. Because if you if you leave out the alleged, you're actually making a statement which can be defamatory. And so you will find lots and lots of alleged. And mm. I think there's lots and lots of possible as well because the, the meteor people are sometimes mm. saying, well, on all probabilities, this is what we think is going to happen, mm. but don't necessarily hold us to it. In, in what way do, do you think that the, the possible would be incorrect to put before well, showers? I would have thought that you would say a shower is possible rather mm. than a possible shower because if you say possible shower, well... It could be something else as well. What else? Mm. I, I well, that's 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 the thing. It, yeah, it just seemed to me that the um, the shower should become, or the storm, or whatever, should come before the um, before the possible, rather than the other way around. Ah, I see. Okay. No, mm. no, possible is fun, and it's used elsewhere. You know, there, there, there'll be yeah. a, a possible failure. Of power, if uh, yeah, it if just means whatever's overload. after it, yes. it may or may not happen. That's it's right. possible. Yeah, 
Mm. Um, and again, probable, probably, you know, would put it yeah. 60% plus whatever, but mm. more than 50. Possible is somewhat less than, but quite, quite fuzzy. Yeah. Um, but it does mean that you get off the hook from making a definite prediction. Mm. But Simon, I like the fact that you've thought about that, that yes. and this is the fun of, of yeah, language. We need to ask these questions because yeah. sometimes uh, something appears to be illogical or inconsistent mm. and you need to work through these things a bit. Yeah. Good question, eh? Glenn's on the Gold Coast. Afternoon, Glenn. Uh, g'day, Kelly. How are you going? Excellent. Your question. Uh, well, you, I was thinking the other day, the athletic camp in Northern Ireland is um, training near where I am, and I was thinking about Ireland, and mm. the, the prefix being ire, mm. I, I thought, you know, we know that as kind of angry. So mm-hmm. is, is Ireland angry land? Is no. That, no. Is, 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 <laughs> <laughs> they're a very peaceful. They're very friendly. Everything's very good. Are they angry land? Why do the, we use the word ire? The Irish name for Ireland was E I R E. I'm not even certain how to pronounce it exactly, but mm. era. And so it was era land. Uh, that was their name for their place. Um, during certain parts of, parts of Middle English, it was written I R L A N D. And so there's nothing, it, it is a proper name chosen by the Irish to refer to themselves. And so that is nothing to do with anger at all, I'm afraid. Yeah, but thank you. Yeah. Glenn and Lou at Bowen. Hello. G'day. Now you're going to bring up something that is one of my bugbears too. Yeah. Do it, Lou. They had an advert on TV. Mm-hmm. We have everything you need. Everything. Oh, uh, yeah. What is that? Okay, it and it a- gets up my nose every oh, time I hear it. Me too. It only happens with something and anything. Yep. And sometimes, and sometimes it's the th is pronounced like an f. Mm. Something. Yeah. Uh, it came to us from the from Cockney in the East End of London, and uh, it's just an oddity. It should never be written, and it should mm. not be said. No. Uh, but but you will find it quite frequently in mm. all sorts of places. Yes. It's a, a yes. particular feature of the uh, of the spoken English language in informal contexts. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, I'm with you, Lou. I have a child who uh, who does that, and I pull her up every time, and I say to her, "You will thank me one day. I annoy you now, but you will thank me one day for doing this." Yep, I'm well, with I, you. I I said to a principal one day, he said it, and I said, "There's no such word as that." And he said, "Yes, there is." No, there ain't. And I well, thought, "Oh well, it's not. It's not no. part of the English dictionary." No. It is di- in dialectal dictionaries, and it mm. is in various studies of spoken colloquial English, right? Mm. Yeah, I think you're well within your rights, Lewis Bowen, to pick up the school principal for saying something. That's for sure. David at Bunya, hello to you. Yes, I just want to um, check with Rolly. Mm. Um, I'm Scottish descendant and been in Scotland quite a lot. Yes. The true salutation mm. when you're having a dram mm. is slonjavar, which my understanding, it means your good health. That's right. Slonja mm. is a slang shortening of the correct That's right. salutation. Yep. The other thing was you've had long advertising about pears and keys and wharves. Mm-hmm. A jetty is always on piles. Oh. A pier is always a solid projection out into the water. A wharf is on piles and a key is a solid parallel mooring point for ships. I'm a yacht navigator. Solid parallel. I've got those down. Thank you very, very much. Mm. Yes. All right. All right. I was, I was, was going to say you'd be one of the few people who know where the Vang is. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Where uh, is the Vang? On the boom. The Vang. Uh-huh. It's it's a, a piece of. Well, it's it's a, a 
a, a pulley and rope thing which holds the boom down when oh, you're sailing. Right. Great fun, you know. You Thank are, you, David. And if you want to, if you want to really be be quizzical to people, you say to them, you know, sort of, how's your van going? And they get quite <laughs> lost. It's hanging on the wall. Uh. And John at Ashgrove, hi. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, I was I was just wondering about the difference between the word toward and towards. Mm-hmm. And when you use each. Are we going toward or are we going towards? Yeah, towards and afterwards and afterward and so on. There are several of these with with S versions and versions without. On the whole, the yep. S the S ones I th- they are equivalent in meaning. Uh, the S ones are on. On, on the down, I'm afraid. Mm. Um, toward is, is certainly more common than towards nowadays. But uh, both, uh, you can use them in, in, in any circumstance? In I either? think so, yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Okay. The line has shifted, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much too out of stress. Do. I'll do a bit of a check, <laughs> check to find out which is more common. That would be interesting to know. All right. Yeah. Rolly. You want a last word? I would love one. Thank you. I, I would love to do this in an Irish accent, but my Irish accent is not very good, so I won't. Mm-hmm. An Irishman is reading the morning newspaper and in the death notices he read, reads that he has died. Mm. So he rings his friend Seamus and he says, Seamus, the paper says that I've died. Do I sound dead? And Seamus says, yeah, I saw that too. Where are you calling from? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Rolly. You're listening to ABC Radio Brisbane and Queensland.